enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I have a special guest today that I am so excited to introduce to you. Her name is Heather Tucker, and she found me through Facebook, and she had a story to tell. And I was so intrigued, and I thought, this is a story that my listeners will want to hear because it's so inspiring, and I know that you're going to get something from her story because I was moved by it and, like I said, inspired, and she has so much to talk about and so much to really just let us know of her journey in life and in her relationship, and she's going to give you some ideas and some tips on how you can do the same things that she has. So Heather, welcome. Amen, girl. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so happy. I know. I'm happy to have you here. So I think we can start by you telling your story, and then we'll talk about how you went from sexless to sexified, and that's the topic of our show. (laughs) Sounds good. So I actually grew up in a very religious home. And growing up in the church, we were actually taught to not be sexy. And so as a, you know, a woman, I was coming into my womanhood, it was very confusing to me because I saw my friends being very comfortable with their body, expressing themselves the way that felt good to them. But I always had this sense of, you need to hold back, Heather. God does not approve. Your parents don't approve. It was just really strict. It was very, very, very strict. And it was so strict that I actually remember this one time being down with a group of boys with my sister, neighborhood, you know, playing and just hanging out. And looking up to the house on the hill, and my dad was with binoculars looking down to make sure (laughs) that we were being good girls. (laughs) Wow. Now, what were some of the things that were said to you? What were the messages that you got? How were they expressed? So in the church, it was through pastors, and they would say things like, you need to reserve yourself for marriage. Christian girls don't dress like that. Christian Mm -hmm. girls don't cuss. Christian girls don't talk about sex. Everything seemed to be taught to be hidden. And even in my house, because my mom was taking us to this church and she wanted to be a good mom. And I know she was doing the best that she could from what she was learning. And so she also would screen our movies She would screen our music. She would screen our friends. And if they did not meet her approval or my dad's approval, it was like, no. And so Mm -hmm. I just always felt like, God, I 
want to be so comfortable with my body. I want to be able to express myself in the way that feels good to me. Yet I always felt like I just needed to hold back. Yeah. And so at what point did you realize that this was holding you back? Like, oh, wait a minute. This doesn't feel right for me. Well, I'm a rule follower. So so growing up, I just did what they told me, you know, and that went into my adult life. So my first marriage, I have my two older kids from that marriage. And even being married to my ex, I never fully came into myself. It was always, I'm going to let him decide what position that we have sex in. I'm going to let him decide the music, him decide if I wear lingerie or not. I just was like this obedient little girl. Like I felt like a little girl, like I was always going to possibly get into trouble, you know? And so then I got divorced, came into my second marriage, did a huge weight gain and then a weight loss. And so with my second husband, after that weight loss, that is where I started to feel this calling of it is okay to feel good in your body. And I wanted to learn more. I wanted to learn more about myself. I wanted to explore And so I sought out as many Googling things that I could possibly, you know, find to learn because no one had taught me. No Mm -hmm. one had taught me. And even with my now husband, Chuck, we are going on 20 years of marriage next, next year. And so we struggled with our sex life for a really long time. He was a virgin when we got married. And so I was able to be the teacher, which I kind of, yeah. I actually really like that, that I (laughs) knew more than him. But then it got to this place where we were kind of getting this awkward, you know, phase. Like, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? And it was really hard for us to really get comfortable with our bodies. And we never talked about our fantasies. We always thought, like, ooh, that she might think I'm gross. (laughs) Or he might think I'm gross, you know? Like we talk about like things that we've maybe seen like hiddenly when we were watching porn and stuff like that. We didn't even tell each other that we had watched porn. Like we were just very hidden and secretive and that whole thing was dirty. Like that was our mindset around it. And so we really didn't come out until, let's see, I'm 47 this year. I did not come into my own and go through this whole sexless to sexified experience until three years ago. So I was 44. Never too late. The 40s are actually a common age for women to start coming into their own. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of the things you're talking about, sort of this internalized shame around our bodies, around sex, the fear of speaking up for being judged or, you know, feeling like we're doing something wrong. All of those messages you got growing up, they get integrated and it's hard to really differentiate between your voice and all of the voices that you heard growing up about what's right or what's wrong or what's good or what's bad. So the fact that you were able to get there, 44, whatever age it is, good for you because it really is never too late. And I know you're not talking about weight loss, but I do feel like there might be some connection. I mean, when you're feeling shame around your body and the things that it feels, do you feel that it was connected, either your weight gain or your weight loss to this discovering your body or feeling more comfortable with your body? Not the weight gain, 
but definitely the weight loss. The weight gain came uh, after we had lost two babies. So Mm. that was just a depression, you know, kind of a pit of despair I was in. And so I just ate my feelings (laughs) until I was 235 pounds. But then when I had this like coming to like, you need to do something, your mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, your dad just got diagnosed with type two diabetes, you need to take care of yourself, be here for your kids. So that was sort of like my wake up call as far as the weight loss, you know, went. So I lost a hundred pounds. I actually thought because Chuck and I were sexless for 12 years. So once we had our miracle baby, Joshua, which he's going to be 16, uh, Mm -hmm. January. So we went sexless for 12 years out of our marriage. During that time, I was trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Everything that used to work is not working anymore. He's pushing me off of him when I instigate. He's making me feel rejected, abandoned, unwanted. And so I thought losing my weight was going to make him feel more attractive to me again because when I first met him, I was not heavy and neither was he. (laughs) We basically both gained weight over the years. So I went on a weight loss journey. He did not. You saw him. He's still super, super heavy, close to 400 pounds, I think he is. And so I decided to do it for me. I was tired of waiting. You know, I was, I tried to wait for him to do the working out and all that with me, but he just never really wanted to. So I decided to do it for me. I lost my weight through my weight loss. I decided to start an online business, helping other women lose weight. So I was having to get very courageous with putting my body on social media, my before and after pictures. When I did that, that is where like all of these amazing comments started to come in. They started to build up my worth. And yes, Heather, you do look good. So even though I wasn't hearing it from Chuck, all of the social media was like really fueling me, you know, up to get up every day and help more people. And I really wanted other people to feel as good as me. But what came with that is messages from men. And so I had a lot of extra reach outs during that time. And here we are barely having sex. I'm talking like every couple of months. Yeah. So you were getting male attention, which let's face it, that feels nice, especially when you, yes, you're starting to really appreciate your body and all of its senses, not just the way it looks. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe there's something, well, definitely in this case, something missing for you. And there it is. How did you navigate that? Well, these guys, you know, they have the, the coolest suave things to say, you know, they're like, oh, your husband must be all over you all over the time. And Oh, he must be, you know, so happy and he must tell you how sexy you are every day. I mean, I was getting messages like this. Wow. I know. And I get goosebumps right now. Like I'm literally holding back my crying right now because when I got messages from people that were total strangers, I used to think, why is Chuck not? Chuck should be the one to be giving me this kind of attention, you know? And so Mm -hmm. when I would get that attention, I would like walk away from those messages And I would cry and cry and cry. And I would like ask Chuck, why aren't we having sex? I need sex. And I would tell him things like, I'm feeling so desperate that I feel like the next sexy person that walks by me, like, I feel like I'm going to jump them. Like, I'm getting (laughs) that desperate. 
And yeah. he, all he would say is, I'm sorry. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I got that from him for 12 fucking years and I was done. Like I felt so done. We almost divorced a couple of times because I'm like, why? Why is this happening? And then I was always thinking it was me and I, I must be super fat. He must not think that I'm you know, sexy or I'm doing sex wrong or I don't know. It was just weird. I was like all up in my head about it because he couldn't give me a reason. And that's why this story is so important because I know, like I said at the beginning of the show, there are so many people that you are going to help by telling your story because you did turn it around. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking to you. (laughs) Um, Well, at least not on the show, maybe in my practice. But no, this is so big. So that's a lot. I mean, just so far, you know, you're talking about your journey from the beginning, right? All of the messages as a child and the experiences that you had with your own your own body, your own sexuality, your relationships. And, you know, I often talk about sex and thinking about, okay, people think it's oftentimes just this physical thing and it's about having orgasms and it's so much more than that. And the meaning that a good sex life or a connection with your partner, a sexual connection with your partner can give you. (laughs) And what I'm hearing is the thing that was missing is you weren't feeling, we could say desirable, but desired. And that is a really hard thing to overcome (laughs) and to talk about. And you tried, but at first nothing's working. So what turned it around, Heather? (laughs) Well... Three years ago, I said to Chuck, either things are going to change or we're divorcing because I started to think about the average lifespan of a human. And for most, like the average is like 80 something. Mm -hmm. And here we were in our 40s. And I kept thinking to myself and crying over this fact, Heather, are you going to stay in this marriage like this for another 40 fucking years? Like, can you actually live like this, exactly like this for another 40 years? And I'm like, hell no. So I found my voice and I told him straight up, we're divorcing or we're getting help. And so we decided to go to counseling. That was an experience. (laughs) That was an experience. Tell me more. (laughs) The counselor was a man. He was very understanding to me, though. Like, he, you could tell he was taking my side. Like, he heard the whole story. He heard Chuck's story. He heard about all of our, both of our childhood upbringings. He heard about all the things we were missing. You know, by the time we got together, he heard all of that. But as soon as I, as soon as I said that I felt like I was dead inside and I felt like, as I told him, I was like, I feel lonely and my husband's sitting right next to me. And here I am holding my phone, getting these messages from people that are helping me not feel lonely. They're giving me like that, that jolt, you know, that, that, um, I don't know what you call it, but it's like the energetic jolt of like confidence, like a confidence booster. Feeling desired, feeling wanted. Yes, yes. And so inside the counseling, Chuck didn't like it when he actually said, are you hearing her? Are you hearing her? If she has not gone outside her marriage, your marriage yet, she's about to. Mm. And Chuck was like, you know, so that that did wake him up. But that was also the last counseling session. (laughs) He came home. He's like, we're no longer going to counseling. I didn't like how I felt picked on. And I was like, I mean, 
you know, I'm not the only one that could be doing the work. Like you have to be doing the work too. It's like two sided, you know? So he didn't like it. He thought we could fix it by ourselves, which we obviously had not for 12 years. And so we were really good for like two months. Like we were having bomb ass sex. We were connecting again. And like you had mentioned that it's not just about the orgasm, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I thought it was for like a while. (laughs) I thought, okay, I'm, what I'm missing is the actual sexual act because when we come together, it's this very soulful experience. I literally feel like I go outside of my body. And when we're done, it just feels like I went to like the clouds and then I came back down. It was like I had this universal experience and then I would come down and I would cry and I would just feel so good. And I was like, and we're not getting that, you know? And so it is I, wonderful when that oh happens. God, yeah. it's like the fucking best. It's the best. It's the best. I crave that so much. So he was like taking that away from me, you know? And so I wasn't having that soulful experience. And so we were fine for a couple of months. And then I started noticing that he went backwards and he was going back to his, you know, old habits of saying he was tired or, you know, my stomach's upset or whatever his reasons were for not wanting to have sex when I <laughs> instigated. Yeah. And so, by the way, I'm always the one that instigates. Well, at least I was. Not not anymore. But, like, that it was another thing that used to kind of put me on a head trip is, like, he never wants sex. He's only giving it to you because, you know, you have threatened to leave him and he doesn't want you to, you know, to leave him. So what I ended up doing, Dr. Lori, not completely proud of this, but he actually, Chuck actually said, okay, I love you so much. I don't want to lose you. If you feel like the only thing that's missing is sex, what if we had an open relationship? I know some, so he was the one that that told me about this. He's like, I know someone at work and his wife is the same as you. He doesn't like to have as much sex either. And it's actually working out really well for them. Mm -hmm. And so he basically gave me this permission, you know, to, to go and do that, which I already knew the person. <laughs> I already knew the person because he was local and he was the one that was reaching out to me like all the fucking time. And so I ended up, you know, getting in touch with this person and we had a nine month relationship, me and this person. And what I realized is although I was getting the best sex that I have ever fucking had, I had no idea my body could do as many things and he's, he's younger than me, and so he had more experience, and I don't know what it was, but I'm like, you are a sex god. <laughs> you are a sex god. But, yeah. but the only problem with that, though, was that even though I was getting a lot of sex, I thought that I was going to have the same soulful experience with another person that I was, you know, was having with Chuck and it never came. So, Mm. yeah. So I ended up stopping that open relationship and I came back home and then we started to, you know, work on ourselves again. It's been a journey. And look at, I, I have no judgment. There are lots of ways to be married and finding what works. And for a lot of people, it does work to have, you know, open relationships and other partners. So look at you explored, you tried some things about it worked. I think you probably gained a lot, learned a lot from it, uh, including that there's something missing, Mm -hmm. but also there's, 
something missing, not just in that relationship, but in your marriage. So, you know, then it's like, okay, you're at a different place and you, you learned, you evolved. It's like, now what, how do we take this to another level? Mm -hmm. So then what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I basically decided we had this coming home, you know, I had this coming home moment and I told Chuck I'm done. It wasn't, I'm like, it wasn't what I thought that it was. And I said, and I just, I want to be with you. Like, I want to be with you. And so what I ended up doing is I ended up really seeking after God because I thought, okay, I've tried porn. I've tried outside sex. I've tried all the things that I could search on the, on the, on the Google. And you tried therapy too. Yes. And I tried therapy. I tried like all the things I could possibly think of talking to girlfriends, talking to my mom. Like I tried like so many different things. And so finally I said, you know what, let me see what the Bible has to say. Just, I was just curious. I'm like, let me just see what God has to say. And so I started to dig in and I started to read and I came across this verse that literally made me feel like God wrote it just for me. And I think it's Proverbs 25, 24 or around there, but it talks about how it's better to live on the roof, the corner of a roof of a house than with a nagging wife. And when I read that, I was like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought you'd find your answer in the Bible of all places, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. And so as soon as I read that, I was like, oh my God, for 12 years, I literally was like (laughs) bringing this calendar to Chuck. And I always circle the day that we would have like our last episode of sex. And then I would show him, okay, look, here's when we had sex last. Like, um, look, it's been like three months, you know, and so we need to like do it. And so I would use a calendar and then I would, that didn't never did, did work. Me showing no. him. <laughs> yeah. And then another tactic I tried during those 12 years was, uh, you know, God says, so I decided to use God. I was like, God says that <laughs> we're only supposed to not have sex if both of us agree and both of us are not in agreement. Okay. <laughs> so, so I tried the God says thing and that didn't work. <laughs> you that tried lots of things. I right? know I say it you, didn't work. Yeah. You can't complain yourself into no, a good sexual no. relationship, but you tried. I and did. That's how we learn. We make mistakes yeah. and we learn from them and then we do it differently. Yep, <laughs> exactly. And so what I basically started to do was look more inward, which everyone says to do stop pointing fingers like blame never works. Well, I thought that I was doing him a favor by talking to him about what was missing and don't you need a release? I mean, I know you're stressed at work. So I tried to go for so many different angles, but then when I just stopped and I said, you know what, Heather, stop this fucking shit. Like you literally need to just focus on yourself. And I had this feeling that if I started to focus on me and not even talk to Chuck about my missing needs, just focus on myself Mm-hmm. See what I can do. You know, yet you hear that saying, uh, control what you can control, right? And right. so that is what I started to do. And so I literally stopped telling Chuck how long it had been. I stopped instigating. I stopped putting pressure on him. 
And I just decided to be happy all by my fucking self, like literally all by myself. I started to go to dance class. Uh, all the things that I used to be like, oh, is he going to be okay if I do this or that? Is he going to be okay if I go over to my friend's house? Uh, like all these different things. I just started to do what made me fucking happy. And that is where the door started to crack inside Chuck's soul. I actually saw when I stopped the nagging, I didn't know that this was going to work at first. I'm like, I'm just going to try. But I actually saw him. His heart started to open. He started to be more relaxed around me. He no longer would be avoiding conversations thinking I was, here she is again, (laughs) complaining again. And so it literally softened him towards me. And I actually noticed that he started to approach me more. I mean, what you're saying is so important. It really is about what we can do. It's the old serenity prayer, right? What is it? God grant me the serenity to know the things that I, to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Exactly. Uh, you can't change anyone else. We, we would like to change our spouses or our partners, but you know, the reality is it doesn't work as you found out. But we can change our response to them. We can change the way that we choose to live our life. And what you said is choosing to be happy, to take care of yourself does make you more attractive, but it also makes you happier. Mm-hmm. And when you're happy and you don't have to rely on somebody else, that's freeing, right? It's freeing for you. It's so connecting much. to your power, but it also changes the dynamic in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so he starts to open up, you're feeling happier. And what what happened then? Like, how did the, I feel like this is like this really fascinating novel. <laughs> What's the next chapter? What happened? <laughs> I mean, I am writing a book on this. Yes, um, that's a good one. But I thought, what else? What else? What else can I look at myself on? So I have a program that I teach called Sexify Her. And it's through Facebook. We do all these like really cool classes. And what I teach in there, I tried on myself first. So like we talk about the nagging. We talk about figuring out each other's love language, which... I was actually trying to love on Chuck in a way that felt good to me. Mm -hmm. And then same thing for him. And so when we got that down, that even opened us up even more to each other because we were speaking to each other and we were both feeling loved. Right. Right. So then it just, it, everything that I have done has just created more of this ease and flowing kind of like experience instead of blocks and resistance and all of that has just gone like now after everything that I've learned and have applied these last three years if he doesn't want to have sex I'm totally fine with taking care of myself and I don't feel guilty about it anymore I'm like I'm just gonna go masturbate oh well he doesn't want it yay (laughs) I I literally don't even care Like I literally, it has gotten to this place where I don't, and I don't take it personal anymore either. I just know that he's going to come to me or he'll respond to me next time, you know, that I instigate. I love that. And it really is this journey of you finding your own voice, you're connecting to your power, you figuring out what works for you. And we're all on this journey. It's called life. And that's what it's about. It's about, it's about learning and growing and finding what works for us and living in our joy and, you know, taking a look at the things that we're doing that are not working so we can make room to 
give ourselves the opportunity to find things that do. I love your story so much, Heather. If people want to find out about more about you, about what you're doing on Facebook with Sexify Her, which I love the title of that, how can they find you? Well, on Facebook, I am located at Heather Tucker Motivates. Mm-hmm. And you can also email me. So Heather Tucker Get Fit at gmail.com. Fantastic. And yeah. I will put a link in the description of the show. And I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your story. So you. if you could give three of your best tips for anybody who's listening, who is in a situation, male or female, who wants to have more connection with their partner, who is feeling like there's just too much of a difference in their sex drives, feel like they're not compatible, they're not feeling desired. What tips would you give them? I would say focus on yourself. There's always something you can improve. Raise your confidence is another huge thing. Like if you're complaining to your husband about how you hate your body, that is not attractive. You literally will be pushing them away. And so I would say raise your confidence about your body and also give yourself the opportunity to learn more about yourself sexually. Learn to find your voice. And that comes from experimenting with your own body. So figuring out what pleases you, what brings you pleasure, and then telling him, like, don't be shy about it anymore. Voice it. Let him know. Because you letting him know is giving an open door for him to let you know. And when there's communication in the bedroom, oh my God, so many more fireworks. So many more fireworks. You're speaking my language. And (laughs) just to kind of add to what you're saying, it is important to tell your partner what you want, what makes you happy, not what you don't want. So that's the complaint. So if you can turn that complaint into a request, like, oh, this really turns me on or this Mm -hmm. excites me or this would make me so happy. They want to know that. And you can't share that information if you don't know. So such fabulous information. Thank you so much, Heather. And as you all know, I do have a store called stuffoflove.com. I've got some great tools and toys there if you want to do some self-exploration. And you know you can always contact me if you have any questions for me as well. Please go to speakpipe.com slash Dr. Lori and leave your messages, leave your questions, and I will put them on future show. I'd love to answer them. And again, Heather, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. And listeners, thank you for listening. I always appreciate it. And I'll speak to you next week. Bye, everybody. 